Somebody getting the ball, making a tackle, sacking the quarterback, some pro making a play. Look at him go. Stiff arms. He's a sledgehammer. He's in. Touchdown, Tennessee. Derrick Henry still going. Stays in bounds. He might go. 99 yards for the touchdown. Hello and welcome back into Two Tone Brews, an unaffiliated Tennessee Titans podcast. My name is Brooker and I am joined by Chris to discuss this, our, our reactions to the game against the Houston Texans in Nissan Stadium. Hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm good, man. Um, I'm just glad it's over. It just... <laughs> <laughs> I am too. What is with this team and just being terrible against backup quarterbacks i i don't get it they just make everything so much harder than it needs to be it's they really do it's uncanny it is it, it it's frustrating honestly so today on the docket obviously we'll be going over some titans news our reaction to the game against the houston texans and then we will be previewing uh, next week's game against uh the seattle seahawks golly going into this game I was feeling pretty good because, you know, we're, we were the slight favorites. Uh, CJ Stroud was officially ruled out. Case Keenum got named the the starter over David or Davis Mills. I don't know his real name. Yeah, Davis. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, in, in going into the game, all, like the, the, the pregame hype that was going on morning of, you know, Vrabel showed up in the 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 cowboy hat and everything and everybody's all get all jazzed up because of the the Oilers throwbacks and we're playing against the Houston Texans and everything and you know first quarter was good you know we got on the board and we got a pick six I was like this is this is going to be a good day and then just it just kind of slipped through our fucking fingers and I I think that there's a lot of blame to go around but one thing I will say is that I can't be bitching about the penalties because we only had five penalties, which is low for us <laughs> this game. So I, I can't bitch about that, but I have plenty of other things I want to bitch about. How are you feeling coming out on the other end of this game? It was the inevitability of watching the Titans, basically. You know, like you said, everything was going great. And then as soon as things stopped clicking, they just completely stopped it it wasn't like things slowed down and we just got by with a couple field goals like now that shit was over it was over earlier than it seemed it just was like the death march when uh, the offense stopped working and you're right it was weird there was no penalties because usually we average about five false starts a half right but i don't know nothing was working and it felt like just watching someone beat their head against a wall over and over. And that person was actually Derrick Henry beating mm-hmm. his head against the defensive line over and over again. It was back to the same old shit that we were bitching about earlier in the season with the offensive line being in just traffic cones out there. I mean, fuck me. Like they were getting, they were trying to double team. Is it Grandison Granderson? And he was just, beating two players at once and when you're getting beat on double teams then you're also getting beat on the single block assignments and it 
poor Levis had no chance. No, no one, no one behind the offensive line had a chance. It didn't matter who it was. Henry Spears, Levis, no one stood a chance behind that. Just tissue paper line today or uh, on Sunday it was it was really it was really hard to watch. So yes, I agree with everything you just said. And going back to your point about you know, it looks like somebody's like beating their head against the wall trying to figure something out and you saying you know just nobody having a good day behind the line i mean derrick henry had 16 carries for nine total yards he averaged 0.6 yards a carry it meanwhile it is getting to a point i'm trying to make spears nine carries for 30 yards averaging 3.3 3.3 isn't terrific but it's a lot better than less than one and it's i'm bad it's not complete shit but it's still bad it's still bad but i just don't understand i was i was getting so frustrated with i feel like that this is one of the first or like one of like the real games i can say like i feel like tim tim kelly really called a bad game i think um it was horrible i mean like obviously derrick henry and the run game with him was not working i don't know why we kept trying to force it and granted, Will Levis, Will Levis didn't have a, a, a terrific game either. I mean, but he's playing behind the shitty O line. But he did miss wide open guys. He missed Traylon Burks on that just bomb of a touchdown he could have had. He just wasn't locked on D Hop. But he chose interception little, instead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I could be like a little bit more forgiving because you know he's he's still a rookie. He's still learning, and like that's something that he is. I know that he's going to walk away with you know a lesson from. But God damn, I, I'm so angry. I was just fuming every time we would just hand off the ball to Derrick Henry and wouldn't even like get to the line of scrimmage. And I was just like, why do we keep fucking doing this? Like I was I was getting so upset with like the lack of change up that was going on throughout the game offensively. Well, it's beyond explanation. I mean, you ask why? No, I don't think there's a good answer why. And if uh, Tim Kelly were to get up there at a podium and try to to force feed us some sort of reason as to why he kept doing something that was clearly not working. No one would even buy it in the first place. It is it is beyond reproach to have such a route a one route mind when it comes to calling an NFL game. I don't I don't care that the Texans are a very injured team. I don't care that our offensive line is garbage. If something's not working try something else. And if that doesn't work, try something else. I mean, it wasn't like we were, uh, you know, they were, they were running out the trick plays and, and trying all these like motions and sweeps and stuff. It was the same five fucking plays every time. And uh, guess what? They figured it out. Like even fucking ask Madden on, on Madden 24, will give you a better play selection than that. I mean, Jesus Christ. I know. And this was just this was just such like coaching malpractice from not trying to get Spears more involved, whether it was like the the running or passing. I mean, so it was look at the Dolphins game. Spears had six catches for 89 yards and he was, you know, he, he got more involved in the second half of that game, which did allow Henry to do what he needed to do on short uh, you know, like short goal line situations. And in this game uh, against the Texans, you know, Spears, he only had, I think, nine, nine attempts at rushing, but for receiving stuff, uh, he only got one catch for seven yards. 
And I'm just like, I don't know why we just didn't try to get him going, get him more involved. He's one of the more elusive, you know, offensive weapons that we have right now. And I mean, like Chig wasn't really, they weren't even like trying to get Chig involved too much. I did like that they were scheming Burks in some stuff early on in the game. And, you know, there was potential for for Burks to have like his kind of first breakout game, but um, it, it just kind of got away from us. And I'm just, I just feel like it's such coaching malpractice from not getting your playmakers more involved. Yeah. It was really aggravating to see the, the screen passes schemed up for Derrick Henry and any sort of like clever play design was being given to Henry behind the line of scrimmage and in some form or fashion where he wasn't getting enough uh, of a jump to get going. Like it, that will work if you have space for him to get going and then he can, you know, torture some second level defenders. But if he's not in an area where he can have two steps to get, you know, up to speed, then he's fucked. And he's not to that, you know, he's, he's no longer as elusive as he was. And he was never all that elusive if we're being honest. So to see those plays go to Henry, who is having a really bad day in general, when you have Spears right there, like he's literally right there, just put him on and do the same play. It's probably going to work out better when you have a jailbreak screen with a guy that's fast and shifty and can still break tackles. I mean, he's he's really fucking good. So why did he not get the ball? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's super perplexing. Um, I I I. I I just have no idea. I don't know if it's a Tim Kelly thing, if it's Vrabel being in his ear about some sort of, I don't know, agenda that he wants to have for the game or whatever. Because, you know, historically, Derrick Henry just, you know, just just, just rubs his nutsack over the foreheads of the Texans every fucking game. <laughs> I mean, if you isolate just Derrick Henry's games against the Texans in his career, he has over a thousand rushing yards and 10 touchdowns against them. I don't even think so, that was his career. That was like the last five times he played. Oh, the last five times, whatever. Yeah. So last five times, but still that's, I don't know. And like, I get them thinking, Oh, maybe he's just going to actually, no, I don't get it. I guess they're maybe thinking he's just going to have one of his, you know, 60 yard breakoffs or whatever that he normally gets, gets against them. But I mean, if something is not working, they got to adjust. And I hate how fucking stubborn that they can be sometimes. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that just absolutely drives me nuts about any coach in any scenario is when you are so so much of a like a demagogue that you cannot realize that your plan isn't working and you need to come up with another plan. You don't it shouldn't take another person to tell them when it's so immediate and obvious that something's not working. That's that's kind of the joy of football or sports in general is like you can come up with a plan figure out real fucking quick if it's going to work because it's right there you know Mm -hmm. it's it's not ambiguous it's easy to see that that wasn't working the inside handoff wasn't working the pitch from the pistol offense wasn't working Uh, you know trying to do a, a fake a fake handoff to spears and then hit henry on a jailbreak screen was not working because our offensive line wasn't getting anywhere. They couldn't get a double team on a deep pass. So we didn't throw short passes. We didn't try running spears up the middle. I mean, nothing, none of it really made any sense. Mm-mm. 
We didn't have anybody get more than three receptions this game. DeAndre Hopkins only had only recorded two catches the whole game. And it's not like he was targeted that much either. No, he wasn't. I'm I don't know. I'm just I'm, I was just I was just not that like I expected us to like, you know, beat the doors down and win or whatever. And like and I you know, we talked about last episode. I was I was like very iffy on whether or not we were going to win or lose this game and like we've been eliminated from playoffs i really don't give a fuck about that i'm just so pissed at just 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 the malpractice because like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong i mean even nick folk missed an extra point which maybe could have been the game as we saw because we went to overtime we just couldn't get anything going on offense defense you know we had a pick six and you know we held them to what 13 or 16 points the whole game before going to overtime so, I don't know. I I just maybe let's this be honest, is... the Texans got a lot of yards off some bullshit calls, off some the... very very soft pis. Yes, that's very true. And also the the no call uh, late hit on Mason Kinsey. Oh yeah, on the punt. Yeah, that, yeah, that was horrible. That would have been a huge fifteen yard swing that would have gotten as close or if not in field goal range. Yeah, no, that one was bad. I can't believe that didn't get called. Was that overtime or was that fourth quarter? It was late. It was late. I want to say it was. Oh, it was one of those. It was fourth quarter overtime. It was one of those. It was overtime. Like that's a huge no call. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Absolutely Um, ridiculous. The referee was horrible, um, but that is not the reason the Titans lost the game. Let's. uh, Mm -hmm. I I think we both want to be clear on that. The defense honestly wasn't that bad. They just were on the field a whole lot. The, the offense couldn't sustain a drive at all. So and Devin I, Singletary honestly, ran all over us, though. That's the thing. That's the one thing is that when you can't stop the run and when you let one player just just eat all day, and even Noah Brown, he has like eight catches for 80-something yards and a touchdown. Like He had a good game, and he's a me- mediocre player. Uh, Devin Singletary is... I mean, I like him personally because I, I watched him play in college. He's for like mid-major guy. Like I like players like that, but he's not fucking Adrian Peterson. He's not anything special. Right. He's not a dude that should be dropping 121 rushing yards on somebody. It was fucking Zach Moss part two. You know? Again <laughs> with a backup quarterback too. Yes. In, in the divisional game. God, golly. I don't, so I wonder if this goes back to some of the news that came out this week about T.R. Tart leaving and everything, um, which I am upset about. But it, 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 feel, it feels like such a weird situation with him going. It, yeah, it came kind of out of the blue because wasn't he injured? And then he like, came sh- back for one game and then got cut and immediately swooped up by the Texans. Go fucking figure. Right. Yeah. Well, he didn't get cut. Apparently, he asked for his release, and it's it's just so perplexing. And I've been like listening to, you know, people on like sports radio talk about this, and from uh from like the game and everything. And and it sound it's just it's so confusing because it it just seems like that the guy, because like I think he won like the off season award for like 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 most improved or something like that on the defense from Vrabel, but. Apparently, it's been out that like he just, you know, doesn't low effort and like wanting to practice, doesn't want to show for practices and things like that. He's just basically he's looking to get paid 
basically. And I guess the Titans were just like, you're not going to get like a big paycheck here or whatever. And apparently he's also kind of like a, a locker room cancer, which, you know, we really don't need that. Well, that's the last thing we need. I remember he wanted or some some way expected a big um, pay raise in the offseason. And then he got like a pretty low ball um, tender from the Titans and then nobody beat it. That's the only reason he's even stayed on the team. And to be fair to Tier Tart, I thought he played pretty well at the beginning of the season. No, I like I'm not him. sure. Yeah, we were we were liking like he was a big part of the run stopping defense back when that was a fucking thing. So I, I don't know what flipped in his brain, or maybe he had he saw the writing on the wall that maybe he could flip onto a team that might be um, poised to make the playoffs or whatever. I mean, who knows? So annoying. But he's gone. So it's just so weird to do that so late in the season too especially at like because this this is coming off of the miami win that he was in yeah it, it's all really weird yeah really really weird i wonder if him and i mean like i i definitely trust that he wasn't a good fit because like, i feel like if he was personality wise a a good fit that they would have tried to work something out but i have a feeling that there was just some sort of bad chemistry there and it's just probably just best that he did leave. Yeah. Well, I guess it doesn't matter now. Right. Just weird. We'll see him in a few weeks. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Golly. I'm, I don't know. I'm like, that's kind of where my head is out. I I know we'll talk about the Seahawks game in a a little bit, but I'm kind of just like, fuck, I wonder how this game, because CJ, CJ Stroud's probably going to be back. And it's going to be in Houston. I almost just want to wear the uniforms again, just to just just to piss them off, just because it's while yes, we lost, and that's been kind of the joke on the AFC South Meat Wars subreddit all week. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking funny seeing how much they care about it. <laughs> it really is. It's so pathetic. It yeah. is, and like, sure, they won and everything, but like. It's, it's it's not even like the fact that they won. It's just like the fact that they're like, yeah, like you guys lost in those uniforms, blah, blah, blah. It's like what they're getting at. It's just like, all right, we still have the uniforms. Yeah. Hey, why don't y'all wear y'all's throwbacks? Oh, wait, you don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the same fucking uniforms for 30, 20 years. That would be hilarious if their throwbacks are just whatever, like their college, like each of their individual college uniforms works. That's just like the last thing <laughs> that they like all wore. East West Bowl out here. <laughs> yes. Oh God. But um. Oh well. I mean, we're going to keep wearing them. We're going to wear them again. I'm sure we're going to wear them more next year too. So. Yeah, Remember, and, and like a suck it. They, I'm sure they felt so disrespected. And J.J. Watt talked his shit. Congratulations, J.J. Watt. You got to talk your shit. Now, like, go make more staged Instagram photos with your fucking brothers. No one cares. (laughs) Like, what? It's shocking how little I care about what J.J. Watt has to say. So, yeah. Go ahead. Take your victory lap. Like, you beat a really bad football team. I mean, I get it. It was in overtime. Yeah, like I get all the things. I would be really lapping it up if the Titans beat them uh, because the Titans fucking suck. And we said, we said last week, everyone's poisoning this up for the Titans win. They're favored in Vegas. Like I, I certainly was not willing to put a seal of approval on a Titans victory because we know what this team is capable of, and we fucking saw it. 
we saw exactly what they're capable of, which is being so underprepared for an opponent that they just look like they're just sticking their thumb up their asses for four fucking quarters and, and just staring at the lights. Cause nothing, nothing was crossing through. It was just blank stares when it comes to like, Hey, what do you want to do now? Uh, run again on first down. I mean, second and 13 doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> it could be worse. Golly. Yeah, that was, it was just not good, man. I, you're talking about first downs, uh, and like the running and everything we had. Um, God, yeah, it was j- just not good at all. And speaking of the rushing and everything with Derrick Henry, he, he, you know, we talked about it. He had a really bad game and everything. Um, I did have a clip that I wanted to play. This was at the post game press conference. And I believe it was Tron Davenport asking Derrick Henry his feelings on the future and how things are going right now. Cause Derrick Henry is obviously not, he's not on a contract to play with the Titans uh, next year. So um, I have a small clip I was going to play from the press conference for us to react to. Two more home games. You don't know what the future is. Do you ever stop and just, I know you try to stay in the moment, but do you ever stop and just think like, man, it it could be over? Yeah, definitely today. um, You know, you had that feeling. You know, we had hope of kind of slipping in there and then being eliminated. Knowing that there's three games left. Um, You know, I've been here my my whole career. Definitely want to go out strong, which that isn't the case. But um, I'll just try to give them all these last three games and um, leave it all on the field. So I saw a bunch of people online kind of not necessarily freaking out, but taking this clip and going, this is like kind of like the first signs of seeing some we've seen from Derrick Henry that, you know, maybe his career with the Titans is coming to an end. Um, I mean, could it be? Maybe, but I feel like context is also really important. The guy just came off of a really bad loss in the worst performance of his, you know, NFL career too. So of course he's going to be feeling pretty shitty about himself and his trajectory right now. So I wouldn't like take this as, you know, you know, you know, super truth that this is what he's feeling for his career and everything and whether or not he wants to stay with the Titans for next year or anything like that. But um, what, what are your thoughts hearing that clip from him? I kind of feel the same because I was just kind of uh, trying to cast my brain back uh, over his career. And I don't think that since he's been in the NFL, the Titans have been eliminated from the playoffs uh, this early. It's, it, I think it at the worst it's been playing in in the last week of the season for the entire time he's been here. I mean, he was drafted in 2016, and that was the uh, that was the the Kansas City upset year. And then um, it, it's not been this bad ever since then, uh, from what I can remember. So I think you're I think you're spot on. He's probably just feeling down about the way things kind of went this year, even in in the past when. It's been, it's felt this bad and, you know, certain position groups have been this bad and, and the injuries have been this bad or worse. Uh, they still dug it out and at least had a shot in the end. I think he's just kind of feeling that finality that he's never had to, to face with like meaningless games to play. I mean, think mm-hmm. about, this guy's never played a meaningless game in his career besides, you know, fucking playing Western Arkansas when he was at, at Bama. Right. So, uh, maybe that's kind of where that's coming from. 
Yeah, I think so too. And I don't, I mean, I was talking with, with somebody a few days before the game about asking, you know, what I thought, you know, what the Titans were going to do with Derrick Henry. I honestly, I'd be surprised if they don't try to sign him to a one or two year deal, to be honest. I think that they like him too much. And I think, well, yes, he's coming off his the worst performance of his, of you know what he's had in his career. He, he he's he's slowing down. He's not slowing down that fast. And it was it was just it was just a bad day, bad day at the office for him. I think that's not what I think is going to be the norm for him going forward. So, so I you know we'll see what these next three games look like and everything. But I honestly would be shocked if we don't offer him a one or two year uh, contract at the end of the season. Yeah, and let's let's not have too much recency bias um, with just this bad game. Um, he's coming off three straight weeks of scoring two touchdowns each game. And then in the Colts game, he had like 100 and something yards. So it's not like he's he has, hasn't been 2018 or 2019, Henry, whenever that was. He went to 2,000 yards. Of course he hasn't. But he's still got value to the Titans in particular. And let's not forget how stagnant the running back market was uh, this past summer. Like nobody mm-hmm. wanted to sign a running back. No, no one in the entire league wanted to sign a running back. It was bizarre. And I certainly don't think there's going to be teams lining up out the door to give D- Derrick Henry at 30 years old a contract when they can draft some Joe Schmo in the fifth round and have an equal lottery ticket in their mind for just you know bean counters that say like well this guy gets this many yards per carry and and we can just have a little committee going on that's the way it's going so derrick henry's value still lies in tennessee even if he's not as valuable and he's gonna take a pay cut he's got to realize that i think the team i think he needs to be honest with him i'm sure he does um he he sees he saw what happened with dalvin cook he saw what happened with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Man, those guys are younger and and they're very good running backs themselves. So he might just get a legend kind of contract to say, hey, here's here's a year guarantee to avoid your uh second year. It's kind of like the the DeAndre Hopkins contract. It's like all guaranteed in the first year, and you can just choose to retire or keep going if you want in the second year. All mm-hmm. square. Yeah, no, I I think I think that's a very likely scenario, and kind of like what you were saying about not having too much recency bias. There's three games left left in the season, and he could very easily still eclipse a thousand yards for the season, and he has ten touchdowns so far. So yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, so I mean, and also like the offense for the Tennessee Titans itself is evolving to trying to not be run first too. So that's also going to play into a lot of things. Um, so, and you remember the, the fucking hard knock stuff that we we're talking about with the Dolphins last week or two weeks ago mm-hmm. when McDaniels, their whole game plan was to, to was to stop Derrick Henry. He still poses a threat, which helps your young quarterback. So yeah. I, I, I see that as the value as to why the Titans would want to try to resign him. Yeah, I can't agree more. I don't don't know what the right verbiage is, but yeah, you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's not going to be any sort of like big news. It's just going to be Henry stays with the Titans. Um, Yeah, it's going to be like, oh, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome. There's there's not going to be a record-breaking deal. Um, It's just going to be 
hey, like where those where else are you gonna play? Let's be honest. Like if you if you really want to get down to it, and this is not how they're gonna talk to him, but like where else where else is he gonna play? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I could see him. Uh, we don't need to have a whole discussion about like pos- landing spots for Derrick Henry. That that's off season talks. We we don't need to talk about yeah. that now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything else from from this week that uh, or the game that you wanted to mention? I just had a question for you. Uh, do you think that Ryan Stonehouse is the best holder of a of a kick, a field goal attempt? In do the we league? think he's he's the best? Do you think he's the best? Because think about it, Nick Folk. Perfect oh, shit. field goals, perfect extra points. I think he may miss one field goal. Stonehouse is out. He's missed two extra points and a field goal. He's a really good ball hand- handler. He holds the ball well. Puts it right where Nick wants it. <laughs> you, you know what? That, 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 sure, that's it. Yeah. That's the problem. Go, go ahead. Get the bust ready uh, for in, in Cannon. <laughs> and to get, him, get him up there. Best ball holder. Um, that, that has to be it. Underrated stat. Yeah. <laughs> Z- oh, my God. Zero. Still be in the playoff race if Ryan Stonehouse wasn't hurt. You know what? That's honestly a tr- not a false statement. That that could be a true thing. <laughs> our punter is very valuable. <laughs> it's our punter. I'm like half joking, shit. but it's true. Yeah, like he's, we probably would would have won against the Colts. Probably would have at least had a better shot against the Texans. Mm-hmm. Would have beat the Dolphins by like three touchdowns. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> we had Stonehouse to punt into the ocean. Yeah, yeah, oh, dude. dude. Big Daniels, this the three motherfucker rule on Stonehouse. Whenever he has the ball, I want three motherfuckers on him, and I want one guy in the stands to catch it because those balls are fucking expensive. All right, we can't have anybody taking those home. He's he's doing because you know how he interrupted himself with talking about the uniforms. He's talking about Stonehouse. Like I want three motherfuckers on this guy. God, that's a lot of airtime. I want three motherfuckers on this dude. Wow, holy shit, look at those calves. <laughs> oh my god. Mm, golly. Alrighty. Well, I say that let's go ahead and take our song break here. When we get back, we could talk about the Seahawks game, Levis's uh, injury, and then whether or not we think that Levis should be playing rest of season, and if not him, who. The song that I picked for this week, I did a I normally zig and I zagged this week. Um, I'm feeling pretty mellow. So I picked a pretty mellow song. It is Bad Bad News by Leon Bridges. See you on the other side. I don't worry, don't worry, don't worry about people in my face. I hit them with the style and grace. And watch the ankles break. I know you wish, I know you wish I would fade away. But I got more to say. Lord, they pray. that people know all of our song clips there are links in the show notes to spotify to check them out and our spotify playlist two toe tunes is also in the show notes i really dug that song thanks man i really like leon bridges i discovered him in grad school 
and he was coming to Birmingham while I was in grad school. But the night of the concert was the night that my PhD qualifier was due. And so I couldn't go. Mm. And I was, I stayed all night, stayed up all night writing this paper that just broke me. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Well, yeah, I've, I've only heard a few of his songs. I'm gonna have to check him out a little bit more. Definitely that one. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He has, he's such an old soul. Um, but anyways, um, (laughs) I am a Leon Bridges stan. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, getting into next week, where do you, what do you want to start? You want to start with the Seahawks? You want to start with Levis's injury and you know, what we think we should do with him rest of the season. I guess let's start with Levis because that informs the Seahawks discussion. Definitely. Okay. So Levis, dude, the, the injury he got, that was fucking terrifying watching that. You get, he like kind of scorpioned and he was, you know, he wasn't getting up and the announcers were like, we're not even showing the replay. I was like, what the fuck happened to him? I was terrified. It was like Marcus breaking his leg second year against the Jags all over again. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, because I was confused why they said they didn't want to show the replay. Because, like, I mean, his leg looked like really contorted, but then he moved it to a normal position. I was like, "Oh, thank God, he's probably just concussed." <laughs> <laughs> After that, I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah, that was a pretty infuriating thing to see happen because he'd been he'd just been hit all game, and it would just it was inevitable. You know, we've seen it with Tannehill already twice. Just when your quarterback is back there getting killed, you um, are unfortunately running the risk uh, of having a a serious injury. And thankfully, he avoided the worst that could have happened because you're right. The way that guy came around his lower body and got he got pushed over, which I thought was a face mask at first, but it, it definitely was not. It looked like it could have been a broken leg for sure. So I'm glad he didn't didn't have anything like that. Yeah, me too. So, and I believe, believe it officially came out, it's a sprained ankle, right? Yeah, they didn't say uh, what kind of sprained ankle. They just said some, quote, similar to Tannehill earlier this year, which I guess Fuck. would mean a high ankle sprain. Golly, God, this, this line is getting people killed. So, I guess like with that said, do, and we've officially been eliminated from the playoffs, do you think we should just rest levis to not risk any injury or do you think it's more important that he gets the reps for these next three games i think if he's healthy he needs to play okay Um, there's no substitute for experience um but if he's not healthy and if he's not 100 healthy then i would say the opposite you know he doesn't need to to risk his long-term health for you know just those reps i don't i don't think that would be the proper like risk benefit analysis uh, but if he's if he's healthy, you know, next week or, uh, you know, last week of the season, I think you should play. Yeah, I, I agree with you. If he's healthy, let him play. If not, just just let him rest and recover. Um, and again, you know, there's there, we don't really gain anything for the team to, you know, win games right now or anything. But like you said, I want to see him to still develop and gain more experience. I also want to see if he is healthy enough, I want to see how he bounces back from that type of performance. Again, Tim Kelly needs to allow him to bounce back, but uh, you know, not just keep calling plays that aren't working. So that would be nice. 
yeah, I, I think that's a good move in the right direction. Um, we are playing against the Seahawks at home. The t- the the Titans, the spread opens. I can't fucking talk tonight. Uh, the spread opens as the Seahawks as being the slight favorites at minus two and a half. Uh, so they are the road warrior favorites, uh, which I totally get. Uh, and again, we might be playing another backup quarterback here. We might be playing Drew Locke. He just beat the Eagles in Monday Night Football. This has been the fucking season of backup quarterbacks. Not just like the Titans, but like the whole league. It's just been backup quarterbacks everywhere. It really has been. I mean, we could just sit here and name off backup quarterbacks that have gotten had really good games. Yeah. We just keep going if we wanted to. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, we're fucking doomed if Drew Locke plays. So, <laughs> never thought I'd say that in my entire life. Right. Yeah. It, it's not like I'm scared of him. I'm just like, guys, there's just backup, the, the backup quarterback juice that's going around. And also they have some very, they have some scary wide receivers. <laughs> and you want to talk about getting shredded by a running back. Ken Walker just had a monster game against the Eagles too. Let's pull his numbers up. He had, well, not a monster game, but he had 86 yards rushing and a touchdown. So, but he's, he's been having a pretty good season though. And that's against the Philadelphia Eagles. They're like a good team. The Titans yeah. are not a good team. So he'll, like just double that. That's probably mm-hmm. what get. Yeah. And a Tennessee Titans team that is minus Jeff Simmons and minus pop tart. So yeah, we dude, I swear to God, they were uh, talking about players. I had, didn't even know existed. And I, oh, I follow this team very closely. They're like some guy named Jojo. I was like, the who? Jojo. Yeah, yeah, like what? I saw that. I was like, Mojo Jojo is, is on the team. Who? <laughs> Jojo Rabbit out here? What the fuck? Yeah. So if okay, I guess like getting back to Will Levis, I, I keep bouncing around. So if Will Levis isn't healthy, I definitely don't want to see Malik. I'm pretty sure. I mean, like the if we play Malik, then it's like okay, we're just tanking, but for three games, but. <laughs> Uh, I, th- I think there's an argument to say, you know, like let Tannehill, if Will Levis isn't healthy, let Tannehill play to just give his, you know, three game <laughs> resume of where he's at. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, it's just, just torture, honestly. That's just like a slap in the face to Ryan Tannehill to put him behind that fucking offensive line just for no reason. I think they'll do it. <laughs> I mean, <they> <laughs> It seems really disrespectful, but I'm pretty sure they're going to do it. Well, I, I think the respectful thing is to be like, do you want to play? Like, just literally just ask them straight up. Like, do you like we're we're, we're making you decide? Because I I just want because if he does have to play against the Texans, then I will be full hog until we must win that game. Just just so that way, like Derrick Henry can just get that taste out of his mouth. And if this is, you know, his uh, last season as the Titans, I can't have him leaving with like that, that kind of performance against the Texans. Like we just need him to do better with, with that. And I hope that if it is Tannehill, that plays that Tannehill, like somehow helps him get to it or whatever, but. There certainly would be poetic. Mm -hmm. I, I think you did. You, you sneakily hit the nail on the head with what they might actually do, though. Um, I think they will start Tannehill just for the fact that they said he's a second stringer and yada, yada, yada. 
Um, but if Tannehill for some reason declines and they start Malik Willis, like that would be the ultimate tank move, you know? It would be. And I think right now we sit at ninth pick. Yeah. So, so the, the draft watch is on. Isn't it fucking hilarious that the Panthers don't have their own first round pick next year? <laughs> it is so fucking funny. And they have, I think they traded more than that too. I think they traded like a third as well with it. They don't have this year second or something like they are fucked <laughs> they are completely <laughs> fucked did you see how much the ticket prices were for that game against the falcons because was it was it like car- was it like 20 something dollars 45 cents 45 cents i'm not joking what it was in carolina it was also raining it was like downpouring but i think i saw it was like five minutes before kickoff and only a hundred people were in the stands <laughs> they won didn't they i mean yeah but like i'm pretty sure everybody in attendance got pneumonia (laughs) for 45 cents i mean come on you're like oh you're paying way too much for pneumonia let me get you my guy yeah (laughs) (laughs) get a coupon first one's free (laughs) sorry anyways so yeah right now we're at the ninth overall pick and i feel like it could only go up from here (laughs) well I mean, like, I don't know who who knows. I, I don't really care. You know, we're going to have a top. We're going to have like a top what 13 pick. So, yeah, whatever. No, I don't care either. I just think it'd be fun to win a game. I mean, it'd yeah. be fun to win against the Texans. It'd be the, fun to win against the, the Jags just because it's like, because honestly, then we would just be fucking with their season, which is still hilarious. It's still, it's still juicy. You know, I, I don't, I don't really care if we fuck with the Seahawks season, but sure nobody's safe nobody's safe from the trolling if we can help it yeah so i think that's just what i'm hoping for is that we really the only game i want to win is the texans if we lose to the jags whatever but the texans game is the one i want i'm i'm, I'm pissed <laughs> I'm, I'm still like pretty fuming from from that game but i guess like trying to stay on topic with the seahawks this is just how angry i am i said like i can't even like focus on the seahawks game i keep going but okay when we go when we go back to houston <laughs> in a couple weeks like that's just how fucking mad i am in goddamn the nfl schedulers for doing this to us they do this to us every year like where we go back to back houston at the end of the season it's always something yeah yeah it's usually the jags too it's either the jags or the houston texans God, fucking late. Fuck them to death. Like, they are the laziest <laughs> sacks of shits. I hate them so much. The, the way that they do the scheduling. Anyways. Fuck uh, them to death. <laughs> That's what you just said. <laughs> Holy hell. I'm pretty angry. Anyways. Um, the Seahawks, we're going to lose. I'm sorry. We're just going to lose. I don't have it. As long as we come out with people not being injured that'll be a huge w yeah that's the only thing like don't get anybody else hurt um don't get <laughs> like i'm I'm afraid of uh, of mike vrabel getting hurt at this point if he just accidentally <laughs> steps out of the field uh and the Pull offensive line is like in a huddle yeah he might just someone's gonna a shrieker's gonna come out of the crowd and just kneecap him and, and fucking aaron brewer's gonna be right there he could have stopped him but he didn't damn Aaron Brewer getting ricochets in this analogy yeah well if he could well, uh, you want me to talk shit about Skaronsky because he got fucking big boyed too I mean he's gonna get shredded next week I mean fuck is the, the the tape is out man we're screwed 
Yes, Gronsky did get bullied. To be fair, he also did get hurt, but he came back in. But yeah, he did get manhandled a little bit in this game. But I would say this is like the first game I would say Skronsky has not been great. I know. I had a moment of rage there. He doesn't deserve the hate. He did have Fuck a bad him game, to though. death. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, watch us come out and just win by 25 points. But That'd be the most Titans thing ever. I know. No, the the Seahawks are a significantly better team. They have um, great wide receivers with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and Jackson Smith and Jigba with the game winning touchdown with like 15 seconds left. Crazy. I don't, it doesn't even matter if Drew Locke's playing. Their skill players are so much better than what we can counter on defense, especially I think Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet are going to give uh, Jack Gibbons a lot of fits. And if we can't plug the holes in the with their defensive line, then the linebackers are going to be really exposed because, I mean, Al Shire, I think he's a starting quality kind of player, but he is not carrying the defense. I mean, he's he's not Keith Bullock back there. He can't make no. everybody else better around him. So, yeah, it, it, I don't I don't have high hopes. I think the ticket price might hover around a dollar. We can probably <laughs> double up Carolina, but I don't think it's it's not going to be an enjoyable watch. I'm I'm going to ruin my Christmas Eve by watching it. I'm sure. Fuck, this is the Christmas Eve one, man. I'm getting to an argument on Christmas Eve. Yeah. No, here's what but, you do. Okay, this is just you 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 get your iPad or whatever. Um, and then you just set that on the coffee table and say, babe, we can watch whatever we want. I just got to do this for the pod. You know, I just got to. Yeah, it's for work. <laughs> it's for work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. While well, we have like a Christmas movie on or something, I'm just screaming, fuck him to death. Like, this is just like Olaf. What did he do? <laughs> He's a happy snowman. <laughs> that swine, that snow swine knows what he did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, I'm about to go full. Uh, I almost asked, do you remember? Of course you remember when we, uh, when we lost the, uh, or, divi- or the, uh, divisional game against the, um, fucking, um, uh, Bengals. And mm. I just went like full tilt on just like hating everything. And this was like the summer we we're having like the, it was either the winter or summer Olympics that you were going into. I was just like, fuck everything. I hate Tennessee sports. You know what? For the Olympics, I'm rooting for Russia. And then <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> and then like three months later, they invaded Ukraine. I was like, well, that aged like milk. I was like, well, <laughs> yeah. Are you still rooting for them? You never actually followed up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not 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 rooting for Russia, but I could just root for another like <laughs> awful country. But <laughs> anyways, um, share us with friends and family. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't have too much to say besides just keep going to my diatribe about how angry I am and how I'm just like we're going to lose against the Seahawks. And um, so as long as nobody gets hurt, I'm here for it. But uh, I think my money on is Vrabel being overly cautious and making Will Levis sit and putting in Tannehill for this game. I think that's what's going to end up happening. Yeah, I think so. And, and I, I you know, I'm going to buy into um, your suggestion that they, they're going to let Tannehill decide if he wants to play. Yeah. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. Seeing him warm up on the sidelines was because like, I feel like I haven't seen that dude in forever. And like the way dude, he's trimming his beard all different now and everything. I was like, Whoa, where are you been buddy? Trying to glow up. Okay. 
Yeah, he's just like he's like you know he's like hey, I'm gonna be on the Netflix doc next season. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna get comeback player again. That would be awesome. I would root for that as long as it's not in the AFC. Uh, I would I would yeah. root for that with him. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Anyways, I don't think I got anything else on the docket. Anything you want to talk about before uh, we head out? Nope. Let's just end it. All right. It was ended right here. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode two tone bruise. Be sure to share us with friends and family and people that you hate and would fuck to death. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> that we are, oh my God, I had to come up from you with the fuck is wrong with you. <laughs> uh we so the next the next game is on christmas eve i'm going to be traveling for the next few weeks so tbd on if we'll be able to logistically be able to record because i'm not going to be taking i just won't have enough space in my car to take my recording equipment with me so we might take a, a small holiday break and come back with a reaction to two games but uh you know we'll tbd on how all that's going but uh Happy holidays, everybody. Stay safe, and um, we'll see you next time. Bye. Feliz Navidad.